Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you're listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders, how's everybody doing out there? Hope you guys are having a great week. Hope everybody has their campaigns doing well. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I once again had a guest cancel on me yesterday. Um, so I don't have a, a long form episode, but I did de- decide to have uh, Sean Neal on, uh, one of the partners at Woodshed Agency. We're going to be talking a little bit about how you have to think like a detective when you're a project creator. Um, and we've got a great story about one of our clients who is currently in the middle of thinking like a detective and is having some success. And we wanted to talk through that a little bit. And, uh, and that's coming up. The other thing that's happened here in the last about 48 hours is I think I've experienced two of the most grossest things that can happen to somebody um, where, where they're just, you know, it's like a, it shakes you down to the core type of, oh, I can't believe that just happened to me. So the first thing is, and this thing that happened a couple days ago has completely ruined me from eating cereal. Um, I like cereal. I like it in the morning. I like a little, you know. So uh, a couple days ago, I poured out a box of some Honey Note Cheerios, poured some milk in it. You know, it's I'm eating it in the morning. It's like 7 o'clock. And all of a sudden in my mouth, I'm just I'm chewing on something. What am I chewing on, right? I pull it out, and it looks like a big, huge pill. Like... Like, it, it's pill-formed. It's big. You know, it's probably, uh, I don't know. It's just big. It, it's, it's a good-sized pill. And, it's, and that was in my mouth. And I don't know if it came from the milk or the cereal. All I know is I stopped eating it. I showed it to my wife, and she thought it was glue. And I keep thinking it's like a pill that was given to a cow or something. I... I all I know is I am, I am really messed up from that. I tried to have some cereal yesterday, and I just couldn't get through it. I can't mentally shake what was in my mouth. It was so fucking gross. I just dropped an F-bomb. All right. I should have told you. I should have warned you. If the kids are in the car, you know, earmuff, it was gross. Have you ever had that happen to you guys? I mean, there's just nothing worse where, you know, you're supposed to just be eating cereal or whatever it is, and you find some foreign object in there, like, whoa, 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 what is this? And this thing, man, I am so disturbed on this thing, because I can't, it, it was like a pill was cut in half, and it's like the membrane of it. Ugh. So that was the first thing that happened a couple days ago. The second thing that happened was last night. My daughter is home with me. She has, I think, something to do with the flu. We had a bit of an exorcist moment last night. But as I'm sleeping next to her, calming her after her first puke, there is nothing worse than waking up and kind of rolling your hand and your arm into wet puke, right? So this is around one in the morning. I'm asleep. I'm exhausted. And you just roll it over. You just start touching stuff. You wake up. You're like, what? What? And it takes like three or four minutes to like, Get your bearings. Like, what am I touching? What? What's on my arm? What? What? Why is my Why is my my shoulder wet? What is going? On? And then I look at my daughter, and she's just sitting there, and she's got it in her hair, forehead, pillow. It's everywhere. And this is, you know, 
that's the second grossest thing that hap- can happen to you. So, yeah, yeah. My kids are constantly sick, and I am at. I am so frustrated with it. If you're at all, if you've listened to more than one episode of this podcast, you would know how often my kids are sick. It's yeah, I'm going crazy with it. I can't comprehend why there's so much sickness in my house. I clean. I disinfect. I we eat good. Ah. Never ends, man. It never ends. But those two things, and I know everybody out there is right there with me. Real gross if they happen to you. So, all right, enough of my gross stories. Uh, I'm going to kick into my conversation. So I, I, um, I had to call Sean. I, I, I kind of caught him off guard. I called him while he was on his drive to work. So that's why we did a phone, phone interview. Uh, remember, a couple things here. If you like the podcast, please go tell a friend. Right? Tell a friend. If you want to join our Slack channel, send me an email and I'll give you an invite. Jeff at woodshed.agency. Uh, and then also, if you got a crowdfunding campaign and you're struggling with it, you should join my webinar. Yeah, I got a kick butt webinar going on. So uh, those are well, it depends on the, the type of webinar, but basically every day I'm doing one. Whether you're uh, you need some help with a rescue ca- campaign, or if you've got some uncertainties about crowdfunding, you just want to kind of have an overall kind of an overview about crowdfunding and marketing. Uh, you can go to that one if you just go to the website, click on the webinar tab, and boop, pop up, register, join one, and uh, but yeah. So let's go ahead and kick into my conversation. It's me and Sean. We're talking about thinking like a detective for a project creator. And uh, all right, guys, uh, here we go. I'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks. This call is being recorded. Yeah, I'm here. What's going on? Oh, not much. I wanted to chat a little bit about uh, what we were talking a couple days ago about with one of our clients about how to be a detective and how important it is to kind of keep exploring, um, you know, audiences and networks and and never getting uh, you know never getting distracted or or or, or stopping. So I wanted to chat a little bit about that if you have a time. Yeah. So we've got this client named Julie. And she's from Australia, and she's got she's like a professional camper. Like she is like you know out in the the desert camping under the stars type person. And um, she's developed this really cool uh, camping chair that you're going to see an upcoming Kickstarter from us that basically charges all your gadgets with solar energy. It's it, it's an excellent product, right? So you know one of the things that we coach to all of our clients is to not just, you know, try to have dialogue on your own Facebook page, but to reach out to other communities and, and try to find, you know, more people of your tribe, other people that are interested in what you're interested in. Odds are, if you can connect with those kind of people, they're going to resonate with your product. So we do a task where we say, you know, go into Reddit or discuss, and we want you to find, you know, five to 10 subreddits or conversations of, you know, people in your, your wheelhouse, people in your industry. So she goes to Reddit and starts to look for, like, extreme campers or, or travelers or, or tailgate communities, things like that. And 
you know, because of the strange rules of Reddit, uh, wasn't necessarily able to to make an impact instantly. But she found someone who was posting there talking about these giant, tricked-out, almost like military vehicles that people convert into RVs that'll go and do, like, cross-country treks. And it just so happens, you know, her other business is she has something called the Aussie Bushman, which is one of these giant, like, Bearcat, Under Armour military vehicles, surplus vehicles, that she's converted into this awesome, like, off-road RV that her and her husband will go out for, like, three months at a time and, you know, ship it to different countries and go do camping trips. So she starts talking about that, and that person immediately points her to this small private Facebook Facebook group that has, like, 500 members that are all about talking about this type of converted vehicle. And it turns out, because, you know, her vehicle is so cool, you know, it's not her chair, it's her other passion, her other activity that's sort of related. She starts posting pictures of her Aussie Bushman, that's the name of the vehicle there, and all of a sudden she's like Queen Bee. Like, everyone wants to know her story. Everyone wants to know where she's been. They start plugging into her blog for her vehicle. They start asking her questions about, you know, how did you pull off this piece? How did you pull off that? How do you charge your devices? How do you, Mm -hmm. you know, how did you get there? And it's, you know, instant interaction. She's getting people's emails directly. We want to talk to her more. Her and her husband, you know, when we launch the campaign, they're actually going to be, promoting it from the road in South America where they're taking the Aussie Bush and they're going all the way from South America to Los Angeles during the course of their Kickstarter campaign as a, as a promotion with this vehicle and with the chairs. So, you know, she's talking about that and then she's got people from South America saying, Oh my God, when you come into Harbor, you can camp out here at my spot. So she's already making the connections she needs in these communities, not only to kind of get her social media network going now, but down the road, when she's going to be live with a Kickstarter, she's going to, you know, just from this one action, she's got a dozen, maybe by the time that happens, two or three dozen influencers that are not only going to be there online to help her promote and are excited about her product, they'll probably be backers, but yeah. they're going to absolutely sign on to use tools like Thunderclap and Green Inbox and, and all these things that we use when we get ready to go live with a campaign to activate. and. You know, being a detective is she went to Reddit. She didn't find exactly what she needed. She didn't see communities around cool solar-powered camping chairs, you know, because that's not – doesn't really exist yet. She's just making that. Right. So instead of being discouraged, she broadened her, her scope and said, okay, what else am I interested in? What other things? Let's look at design. Let's look at, you know, this, this, oh, let's take a look at the, the, the RV that we go camping in and see if that is my front door. And sure enough, you know, one connection out of the five or ten that we recommend bore this much fruit. And that's, you know, it's a great story. It's it's just in its beginning stages. It's going to, to grow. But, you know, that's the kind of persistence we need our project backers to have, our project creators to have. To not just, you know, simply take an initial blocker for an answer and say, oh, well, Reddit doesn't work. Sorry. No, no, right. no. Dig deeper. Think broader. And, and I think the point that we're getting at, too, is, and this is over a lot of our conversations, is the way the Internet is set up right now, you really don't know where everybody's front door is. It, it, it's, it, you know, there's a bit of just knocking on five doors, ten doors, yeah. until you find the one that opens up and says, hey, you should come into our community. And once you can, you know, 
and, and, and that's why I don't know why people get so discouraged or can't see how things start to connect. And it, it's something that, Sean, you and I have dealt with from the, our, us doing PR for companies is clients just can't see how their product can connect in all these different sort of communities that are out there. So, you know, another yeah. example we've had is, is, you know, the importance of, of, of just getting into a big audience. So we had an example a couple weeks ago of, of, of an NPR request, you know, for, I think it was for like uh, new young dads that are entrepreneurs. Right. And we had a client just not be able to connect the dots on how, number one, they're a new dad and a entrepreneur. They couldn't see how their actual products fit into that. And that's that issue we see where you just don't know where it's going to land next. You don't know who's listening. You don't know who else is out there. And that's where you have to be open for all of these suggestions. Yeah. And, and just put, frank, frankly, try, you know? Like, right. And. Here's a great example of that. Still, still with Julie because you know she's got her detective hat on right now, right? Is remember the other side? Like most of these vehicles that this community is is interested in are like army surplus, right? So like you know all these trucks that were left after the first Gulf War in in you know in uh, um, Saudi Arabia or Kuwait, right? That are being bought up on the market and turned into these vehicles, right? So. Mm -hmm. Kind of on a different thread, but the same line. She's like, okay, well, what about these military people, right? Like, what, what does that connection have? And turns out a Navy SEAL, who shall not be named because, you know, the whole special operations side of it, whatever, right? Uh, reaches out to her and says, hey, you think that, you know, how does this share deal with, like, extreme conditions, whatever? And she's like, well, you know, uh, I forget the name of the, the big desert in, um, in Australia. But she's like, yeah, you know, we... When we first did it, we went out there for four months and we lived on these chairs, you know, in the desert Australia. He's like, you know, he says, all oh, special forces guys, you know, we, you know, we go to these forward deployments like Afghanistan and Iraq. And, you know, most of our time is spent sitting around outside in a tent in the desert, just goofing off on our iPads and iPhones. We would love this, you know, can you get it? Right. You know, so, you know, and, you know, we, we, we were thinking broadly, you know, like we were, we were explaining what tailgating is to an Australian, believe it or not, you know, <laughs> right. like, like, Hey, we think a tailgating community is going to be interested in this too. Right. Even, even as widely as we think, none of us really keyed in on the military thing because we're not military people. Right. Yeah. But you know, so all of a sudden the light bulbs go off and now she's having these conversations inside these like, you know, special forces forums, you know? Like these, right. these communities where all these like badass men and women that are, you know, out there, you know, speed roping from helicopters and stuff, you know, talking about her product, her, her upcoming product. <laughs> and, you know, the light bulbs go off with us. You know, we have another client who are currently active duty military that are developing these um, camel packs, like these running packs for, um, for joggers and, you know, sports enthusiasts. You know, that, that definitely is designed, you know, and touched upon from their experience in the military, not having these packs that fit women very well. And, you know, I made that connection between those two clients. Hey, you two should talk together. And now, you know, it turns out there's a lot of crossover in these other communities. So, you know, the one person, you know, the one campaign founder is discovering nodes that work and resonate with another campaign founder and we're the conduit for that. But, you know, there's no reason, you know, I told her, I said, Hey, that's great. Let me hook you up with this one. But here's all these other like running enthusiasts and fitness enthusiasts products that are out there on Kickstarter connect with those two. 
because I bet right. you there's going to be little buckets of, of um, or pools of backers that have feet in those waters as well. So, you know, the, the being a detective, you know, being persistent, not, not letting blockers be in your way and, and having the ability to think outside of the box is critical. And none of that would have started if she didn't do, you know, one of the first exercises when we sign a client to Woodshed is we say, we want you to send us everything you're interested in. Big, long spreadsheet, every website, everything you clicked, everything you buy online, every podcast you listen to, every every magazine you read, because odds are things that are cool to you and resonate with you are going to resonate with your customer base. Yeah, it's our, it's our expanding your audience document. I mean, you're right. Yeah. So literally the first thing we say to a client where we're asking them, say, I need you to think past your everyday life, right? Like, and I think it's such a strong exercise to just stop and go, where did you consume in the last month? Take your credit card statement out. Just, you know, take some highlighters. What did you spend a hundred bucks on? 20 bucks. Where did you spend your money? Because it starts to show you there's more people like you doing that. And that starts to point you in all these directions that you can start looking at. Exactly. You know, and it's, you never, you know, it's not just in crowdfunding, right? But you never know in life where these things will take you, you know, and if you, you know, you look at the, the, the hobbies and interests you have hobbies, and interests I have, you know, there's, you know, I've always enjoyed bourbon, right? Like that's something that, right. you know, I'm not a, a drunk, but like when I, when I do want to have a drink, I, I tend to get to bourbon. I have all these buddies that live, you know, in the Kentucky area that I've, you know, grew up doing music with, and we go hang out there every summer for like the past 20 years, and we do the bourbon tours, and all of a sudden, you know, like, it rings a bell, and you, hey, you know, I'm kind of into bourbon, let me start plugging into these communities. So now I'm part of like these little, um, you know, newsletters and, and things around bourbon communities, and I'm finding all these other people that are, you know, resonate with other things. I like. and, and there's, you know, my audience, my community, my worldview and experience has expanded to like being a bourbon aficionado. And I know for you, you know, it's a beer thing, you know, with, yep. with, you know, and, and for you, you know, that, that drew a straight line to the cream campaign. You know, you're, you're being plugged in just as a person who likes craft beer gave us probably one of our coolest promotions and, and most valuable backer leads for Southeast Michigan by having these microbreweries participate in the cream campaign. You yep. know, so you can't discount the early exercises, you know, you can't, you know, we talk about this in music and in, in sports all the time, fundamentals, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fundamentals of, of marketing are, you know, who are your audiences? It's not always what you're focused on directly in front of you with. I want someone who exactly wants my product, you know, cast your net wider, you know, what other things inform those those interactions and you know and don't be don't don't be freaked out by obstacles you know an obstacle is just meant to be overcome not not stop you in your tracks and you know we're very proud of julie today julie had a breakthrough in her in her pre-campaign marketing um she's plugged in and engaged and you know has found an entire you know you know not only these communities around around the truck and that are that are camping enthusiasts but you know, with this military and specifically special forces military, it's found an entire new avenue that we as her marketers can sink our teeth into and, and really yep. think about how we would reach those communities and, and reach those people. And uh, that's 
but it's just being a good entrepreneur and, and being a, a savvy business person. Well, the, you know, the other thing that pops my head too on this is because most people doing crowdfunding are young in business, right? They're just, it's just a, a, you know, they don't have all the capital. They don't have a gazillion sales each year. That's why they're doing crowdfunding. They're trying to get their products out. So the, you know, mentally too, you don't know where any of these conversations might go, not just for a backer, but maybe, oh my God, you got to go meet Johnny. He's really good at 3D printing. And all of a sudden you have a yeah. connection there. So, you know, or, or go meet this guy. He does graphic design work. So if you yeah. are closed off to that mindset, it's borderline impossible to not only just grow your, your business and your company, but also to then go and, and expand your audiences to actually find the people who might be interested to back you. you really, it's the biggest, you know, yeah. roadblock that you have to shed as, as a project creator. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is, is you don't realize until you start doing it how interconnected these communities are. Like, you know, inside that, that um, like, you know, Uber camping, you know, Uber RV community, she found a guy that his first company was in the same startup fund that our first company group of studios was in. Right. Right. So I'm right. like looking, I'm looking at this like, Oh, Hey, look, you know, that's Paul. He has that, you know, he had this really cool, um, solution for, um, picking up, you know, um, community recycling. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that company, he pivoted that company into a, a, um, greener way to handle your waste while on these types of road trips and camping trips. Right. And I'm like, you know, you've got the green, you know, the green friendly chair that powers all your mobile devices via solar power, you know, connect to that guy and tell him we said hi, you know, like yeah. who would have thought that, you know, she connects to these communities and that, you know, that community connects her with another guy from Michigan that we know, you know, we've, mm-hmm. you know, we've mm-hmm. broke bread. But, with, so, and we can, and we can take that a step further is, you know, we've had a brand change in this time. So I'm sure that that Paul guy had no idea about who Woodshed was because we were group right. rock back in the day. He actually, I don't know if you know this or not, he actually reached out and connected to, on all of our accounts, social media-wise. Yeah. And now you have to imagine, and I, I don't this is a big stretch, that we're back on his radar. He, and, and we've gone this full circle route where we've, we've actually crossed the globe in terms of community and connection <laughs> to come back to a guy like that now is in, when he's in his conversations and he's, I don't know, he's out to dinner on a Friday night and one of his buddies is like, man, I need somebody to help me with funding and marketing. Who pops into his? Who pops into that yeah. guy's brain? Into Paul's brain? It, it's us, you know. Hey, yeah. I, you know what? I got these guys. You got to call. And, and that's yeah, that and sort of, you know, connecting the dots that that needs to be happening. Yeah, you always have to be aware of that, you know. And and you know, regardless, it's you know, you and I, you and I take these these consultation calls, and and most of them are great. You know, most of them, you know, were. We're able to give great advice or, or maybe show ways that we can get in there and help them. But every once in a while we take those calls for the, you know, you know, we joke inside that it's like the two minute abs joke, you know, from, yeah, <laughs> you know, from something about Mary, it's like, you know, we're like, Hey, did you, did you think that you got this great idea? It's probably also going to really resonate with this group of people. No, I can't. They would never want something like that. Why would you yeah. even say that to me? Two minute abs. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. you know, we're, 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 we're reasonably experienced and well-read and well-researched marketing guys. And you and I didn't think of special forces or the military. No, no, not at all. Obvious, you know, obvious thing. Right. And, you know, we, we live by our rules and, 
you and I live online and, and reach our communities and, and think about different ways of these, you know, that we can pull in things like, you know, beer into a, a how, how did beer connect to a, a, a documentary movie about a magazine? Well, the, you know, there was this little inside joke inside the magazine and you put that thread together and, you know, yep. look what it came about it, you know, the project founders have to think like that. And, and Julie did and Julie is. And um, I always thought that her campaign was going to be a smash hit before, but now I'm even more confident that, you know, once, once this thing gets out there and, and word goes live, you know, because she's made such inroads in these communities and thought outside of the box and didn't take no for an answer or a blocker as a deterrent, she's going to succeed. Cool. Well, Sean, I think you got to go back to work, right? Yeah, I got to go film <laughs> some stuff. Cool, cool. <laughs> well, thanks for jumping story. on the podcast. You know, right. I wanted to get you in. And, uh, good stuff, man. All right. I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right. Take care. All right, how about that conversation with Sean? A lot of stuff to think about there, right? It's all about being positive, not being deterred by anything. Uh, you know, keep pulling the thread, see where it lands. So, uh, all right, I hope you guys have a great week. The song we're listening to is a song called Hot Breath, a song I wrote with uh, uh, Unique, Willie P, Jake, back in the day. You can find this on Spotify if you're into it. And uh, all right, I'll, I'll kick into the song so you guys can... Uh, you know, can crank it, turn up, get your subs going. All right, I'll see you guys all next week. Move closer to me, grind your body on me. Grab the back of my neck like you really want me. Throw your hair all around, shake it fast for me. Then drop it to the ground like you really want me. Yeah, bring it back up, rack up in my face, girl, that's what's up. I like it when you get wild on me. Work up a good sweat and break it down on me. Like, 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 like. Oh, baby, can't you see? That you're the one for me You know that I'm the only one Alone is obsolete But with you I'm complete You know that my whole life has just begun You know that I stay true If I can just have you I'll show you what a woman that I become You can tell me Can't get enough Whispering about sex in my ear, right? Telling me how you gonna do me tonight I see you huffing and puffing It sound like your sex life got you suffering Will I give you all your groove back? Just come a little bit closer Can you do that? Oh baby, can't you see That you're the one for me You know that I'm the only one Alone is obsolete but with you I'm complete You know that my whole life has just begun You know that I stay true If I can just have you I'll show you what a woman that I've become You can tell me that you don't see What more do I have to do?
ブ。